Thank you, worship team, for always doing an outstanding job leading us into the presence of the Lord. And when the rapture takes place and we get to heaven, none of them lose their job. What they're doing down here, they're going to be doing over there. Not me. I lose my job. But I'm going to be singing with them. And you're going to be singing with them. And those of you that cannot sing, you will be able to sing over there. You off-key shower singers. You're going to be singing because you're going to have a brand new body. Hallelujah. We shall be like him. We shall see him as he is. John chapter 14 and verses 1 through 3. Thank you for your patience. Doesn't seem like we're having a lot of church, but when we uh, are having church, it's been powerful, and I thank the Lord for his blessings. John chapter 14 and verses 1 through 3. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. I would like to hone in again on verse 1, if I may. Let not your heart be troubled. Amen. And so that's my subject titled today, Let Not Your Heart Be Troubled. Amen. We're worshiping here, and I believe the Lord would desire to help us with His Word. I can't do it by myself, but I know that He can help me. And I'm asking if you would help me. Would you help me here for just a little bit? You always do. You're so kind. And uh, hey, listen, Shh, it's a big secret. I don't want to go back to online church. said that. I just, I really don't want to do that. I, I like the church folks here. We're having church. I don't want to go back to being a TV star trying to preach with the anointing and ain't nothing out there. But, well, I should, my wife's out there and some folks are out there, so that's not very nice. But it just helps, and she agrees when all the sheep are here. Help. <laughs> hey, there's nothing like the church and the people of God. Amen. Let's pray. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, touch us today with your power and your spirit, the anointing of the Lord. We give you praise. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Thank you for that prayer. That was powerful. I'm glad all nine of you helped me pray. Just bragging on you, then you just bail. I'm teasing with you. Come on, clap your hands. Let's have some church in here. couple people and give them a puppet wave from a distance and you can be seated. Thank you. Amen. You may be seated. I miss my mom. She's not here again, is she? She's not here. We've been keeping her sheltered. I miss her being here. It truly appears that in these unprecedented times, unprecedented times in which we are living, we have become more 
health conscious, and we are aware of our bodies. Amen. We're washing our hands now. My mom's not here, and uh, a long time ago when I was small, my mom ingrained in us to wash our hands. All of you farm people that have been out there fixing the horses and the pigs and coming in and eating a bologna sandwich without washing your hands. You've come to the light in the last few months that you can no longer act like that. Amen. I've, I've washed my hands for a while, but I've never had a bottle of disinfectant or uh, what's it, antibacterial. I've never had that sit in my truck and I'm embellishing here, but I've been spraying that stuff all over everywhere, just sloshing it on my steering wheel. I don't want to get sick. Somebody help me preach. I don't want to get sick. And uh, my cell phone, but we're living in a time where we are becoming more aware and more alert. We've become conscious of our bodies. We are understanding uh, more maybe about our bodies and more about infections and so forth than we ever have before. I didn't come today to give a lesson on the anatomy. I'm not your guy for that. I would fall well short. But I do know that there are particular organs in your body that you cannot, you cannot live without. You cannot live without. And there are a couple that uh, for some reason, they rise to the surface more than any else when, uh, when there is a, a, a conversation that comes forth. And one is the brain. And in my opinion, for some reason, we tend, we tend to talk more about the heart and the meaning and the validity of the heart in your body. Uh, if someone, and I'm not trying to, uh, I'm not trying to uh, degrade or downplay when someone is sick. They're all sorts of serious sicknesses. But as a pastor, and in doing so, been here uh, 27 years, when someone is notified as having a heart condition, we have a real issue. I know there's an alert that, that comes, and I know that we're putting stents in, and kind of seems like that you're getting your tooth fixed when they, the way they can put these stents in nowadays. But we have prayed for Sister Linda. I don't see her here today. I doubt that she is here. But we've been praying. We prayed especially for Sister Linda Reading, and I told her we'd be praying for her. And she's got a situation with congestive heart failure, and they're trying to figure things out. You don't play games when it comes to the heart. Somebody help me out. When it comes to uh, the heart, you have to make sure uh, that it is uh, in proper order. As a matter of fact, we start changing our diet from what I feel. I'm not in the medical field, and we have people here that are. But it seems that we change our diet, and we change our diet according to the condition of our heart. You say, well, I've been uh, dieting and exercising to lose weight. If it's a medical condition, the reason why that you're doing that is to relieve the stress off of your heart. The heart is my, obviously, my focal point here today. It is located, as you well know, in the middle of your chest. 
It beats around 100,000 times per day as it pumps 2,000 2,000 gallons of blood that travel through 12,000 miles of, uh, in, in your body, through your body, through, hear me when I preach this, 60,000 miles of blood vessels that run intricately all throughout your body. That is four times the size of the United States from coast to coast. During your lifetime, your heart will pump about one million barrels of blood moving, running through your body. Your heart is a working organ in your body. Your heart works twice as hard as the leg muscles of a sprinter, of a runner. I want to proclaim here today that you, if you don't know it or not, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. If you, oh, I want to, here we go again. I'm off on a dirt road preaching about praise. If you can't think of any reason, other reason to praise him, you ought to praise him the fact that you're in here and you got a heart in your body that's working and moving and beating. I don't know how you feel, but with all the gloom and doom, I'm thankful that I'm alive today. And because I'm alive, I'm going to come in and bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. And if I should get sick and get in the hospital, I'm going to praise him anyway. But while I'm healthy, I'm going to magnify the name of the Lord would you clap your hands and praise him right now? I was talking, uh, texting with um, Liz, our uh, nurse practitioner in uh, Fishers, and uh, and uh, she just knows so much and, and all involved. And, and we started talking about, and I'm sorry, it seems like a topic every other week, but it is what it is. We start talking about this virus, and she mentioned the word mutating now it's mutating and now it seems to be uh, not as severe as as what it was a few months ago but it's still working and it's still moving i i don't know but uh uh it just was weird to me i i just i i was having a hard time grasping uh what she was talking about but you know your body uh, it's amazing what the body is how the body is rising up against this i know we have a lot of people that are sick and i know people that have died, but for the most part, as this thing is mutating, your body, people are finding out they have antibodies. They didn't even know that they had them, and it's because the body is amazing, amen, and the body is working, working, and the body, amen, is moving. Praise God. I'm thankful. I'm thankful, and I'm going to pray. We're going to pray for things, amen. We're going to pray that the Lord would bring complete and total deliverance. Folks, don't stop praying. Come on, you're the church, you're the people of God. Don't stop praying. If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves, uh, and uh, he said, then uh, I will heal their land. If they will pray, I will heal their land. We must pray in this end time hour. We need prayer. Amen. And so I'm preaching to you about the physical heart. But when we begin to spiritualize the heart, oh, the Bible covers it so very well and talks about the heart. 
it says that the heart is deceitful. You believe that, don't you? The heart is deceitful. And who can understand it? Who can comprehend the heart? You know what's a crazy that in every one of us, the Bible speaks that there's the potential of murder in every one of us. There's the potential of hate to rise up. That's why these things are taking place uh, in the world because they don't have the Holy Ghost to suppress it. Amen. The spirit and the power of God to keep it in check. And the heart can just, it can go awry. It, it can take a left turn like uh, that is unimaginable. What the heart can do. Amen. The condition of the heart. You must guard your heart. You must, uh, you must keep it. They were singing Jesus, to pull out an old song, Jesus be a fence around me every day. And I talked about that Jesus needs to put a fence around our heart. We need to, we need to completely submit to, amen. Thou shalt love the Lord with all thy heart, right? Is that what it says? All thy heart, all thy soul, and all thy mind. You have to have, I heard a preacher preach at one time. He thought there was a reason why that the Lord put the word uh, or uh, the heart first in that scripture. David said, create in me, renew uh, in me, create in me a clean heart and renew in me a right spirit. I want a pure heart before the Lord. If you don't get anything in this message, you must get one thing. Your heart needs to be right with God. You know, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and preach this right now. This is really being transparent. Uh, and, and I'm just going to go ahead and say it. And you know what? Wherever it goes, if people want to do however. But, you know, the Lord is blessed through all this Financially, I'm scratching my head on it. This is the only thing that I can figure is that there are a lot of people. Oh, it's going to come out of my mouth. I'm not going to have a chance to stop it here. There are a lot of people that have maybe been robbing God or not where they should be with the Lord and their finances and putting other things first and maybe had uh, uh, other things to uh, on their agenda before they put the Lord first. And now maybe they're drawn back and realize, hey, this might be the end of it. This might be the rapture of the church. I better get my heart and I better get in order. Let, let me just preach this here today. You must have your heart right with God. Uh, you better be in. If, you met, if you're married, you better be in check with your uh, spouse. Uh, the kids better be in check with their parents. Uh, you as a congregation better be in check and right with your pastor. You better be in right with elders. Uh, but I've come to preach to somebody uh, that your heart uh, has got to be right with God. Uh, you're not going to make it if you're not right with God. Uh, and let me say this as I preached it last week. Uh, I know we're in a social distancing situation, but if I wasn't right with God, I'd be pushing some folks out of the way and I'd find my place at an altar and I'd wander around this floor until I got right with the Lord. Clap your hands if you believe what I'm preaching right. I made a decision that he all on my ramahashata. 
Mm. I made a decision in 1984. I was tired of living in a, in a life turmoil and everything going on. I made up in my mind, I'm not going to be in a backslidden condition any longer. And I got my heart right with God. When I got my heart right with God, Beverly, I, it wasn't just a little prayer and a few pieces of Kleenexes. And I walked out the door. I, I put on my face in a folding chair and no longer exist uh, in, in a 4A prayer room. Uh, I fell on a folding chair and I wept until my face was swollen. I made up in my mind I was going to be right with God. I don't know why I'm taking this road, but I'm preaching to somebody. You better be right with God. I said, you, you might have a family squabble. That may, that's not going to keep you from heaven. But keep being, unright, being in a place where your heart's not right with the Lord, it'll keep you from missing the rapture, facing the tribulation, a devil's hell, and eternity to not know a lake of fire. I want to preach a little old-fashioned, old-time message. You've got to be right with God. Clap your hands if you believe what I'm preaching. Amen, amen. Backslider, you better get right today. Well, hallelujah. Sinner, you better get right today. If you want a, if you want a cute coffee message that you look nice and everything's going to be all right and you're okay where you're living, then you need to go to the church up the street where they serve coffee. And have a little social get-together with a few cookies after church uh, and make everybody give you a pat on the back. And we'll do that here also. But I want to tell you, if you want to hear what you need to hear instead of what you want to hear, what makes you feel good, you better repent of your sins uh, and quit living where you're living. Sleeping where you're sleeping, drinking what you're drinking, and smoking what you're smoking. You better get right with God. We're living in the time of the coming of the Lord. Somebody clap your hands and give the Lord some great praise. I'm preaching to you about your heart. You need to repent. Amen. And put your heart in check with the Lord. And so I'm preaching to. I'm preaching to the person, amen, that needs to be in a place that is in holiness and communion with the Lord. But this message here today, this text that I preached to you, it's not really to the, the individual that's lost. He said, let not your heart be troubled because you believe in God. So I want to preach here for just a few moments, and I'll be done here. I want to preach to the saint of God that in the midst of all this turmoil, <laughs> hey, listen, these mobs, have y'all noticed that they're, they, I don't know what's going on. I, I, you, know what's, you know what's so sad is we've seen so much of it. If this would have happened in March, we'd be terrified, locking the doors. Now we've become desensitized. We've seen so much of it. We've seen so much of the rioting. We've seen so much of the negative reports and refrigerator trucks of the dead and so forth. We, I mean, it's like, well, okay, I'm, and I'm with you. I, I, I've about quit watching it, tune into it, because I just, it's the same old thing. It's the same redundancy. I mean, how many days has it been in Portland where they're rioting and the mayor gets involved? And I don't understand all that. Uh, I, I understand. I understand the, the sole purpose of the cause, but riding and burning down buildings, and I know everybody here would agree with me on that. We don't agree with that. We don't agree. Martin Luther King Jr. wouldn't agree with any of those kind of things. It was peaceful protest, and now it's turned into 
are rioting and, and, uh, and people are being killed and, and now they're turning on the mayors and it's just, it's just a crazy, unprecedented times in which we're living and we look on, there's trouble on every front. There's trouble everywhere. But I've come to preach nothing but the word of the Lord today that simply says, let not your heart be troubled. I've come to tell the church folk today and encourage you, don't be troubled. Let not your heart be troubled. And I've got two points to make, and they're in the Word. I'm just preaching the Word. Here's why you don't need to be troubled. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. First of all, the church doesn't need to worry because God is still God, and he's still sitting on the throne. And guess what? His name is Jesus. He robed himself in flesh, dwelt among men, hung on the cross, and shed his blood. But he went away and said, I'm coming back. If you hang on, you don't need to worry. I know the Antichrist is moving, but I'm still Jesus. I'm King of kings and Lord of lords. And you don't need to be troubled, church. Clap your hands if you believe in them. And so you don't need to be troubled because Jesus is God. I'm glad nine people agreed with that. I said you don't need to be troubled because Jesus is still God. Kanye West is not God. I said Kanye West is not God. Donald Trump is not God. Barack Obama is not God. Uh, Lori Lightfoot's not God. Tiger Woods is not God. LeBron James is not God. Somebody help me out. Hallelujah. Nancy Pelosi is not God. I don't serve anybody from this world. I feel the Holy Ghost. I serve one God, and his name is Jesus. I want to let the church know he's not stepped off the throne, but he's still sitting on the throne. I've come to let somebody know that God is God, and he won't ever change. He's God on the platform. He's got back at the door. Somebody shout Jesus. Somebody say Jesus. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Would you clap your hands if you believe what I'm saying? Somebody give the Lord a mighty hand. Clap of praise. I thank you for helping me preach. And Kim Kardashian's not God either. I don't care how pretty she is. And neither is Beyonce. Somebody help me out. There's only one God, and his name is Jesus. You don't need to be troubled. Jesus is God. You believe in him? Do you believe in him? I, you know what? I know a lot of y'all have faith in me, and I appreciate it, and I want you to, and I hope everybody does. But I can promise you this. I'm not perfect, and I'm, there's a high possibility before I get this truck out of this 
this truck that's paid off that's got 205,000 miles on it, before I get it off this parking lot, something could mess up and I could botch up and I don't know who knows what might happen. Amen. I'm accident prone just like everybody else. I'm just flesh and I appreciate your confidence in me. But if you believe in Jesus, if you can believe in him, he'll take you to heaven if you can believe in him. And so I, tr- I, I encourage you today, don't be troubled. Believe that Jesus is God. And the second thing, don't be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me because in my father's house are many mansions and so I've got twofold sermon to preach you don't need to let your heart be troubled first thing Jesus is God and second thing you're on your way to heaven I don't know where everybody's living. I've got a I, I've got a bad trait as a pastor. I can't match up the saints with the cars, and I can't match up where they live. Forgive me. I'm pretty good with names, and I, I'm pretty adequate with names, but I can't place you what car you're driving. So if you pull up in a new Lincoln Continental, actually, if you pull up in a new Lincoln, I might I might notice take notice of that. I don't know or a BMW or whatever you're driving. I I can't match up very good with cars, and I don't know where everybody's living. I see some pictures on Facebook, but if it's not my cup of tea, it's a different day in which we're living. I don't know where you live, but I know this. I prompt, please don't be offended, but where you living right now is in no comparison of what's being built for you. I don't know if you got a three-car garage. I don't know if you're living on a four-story or five-story or how many square feet you have. I don't know what your house looks like, but I can promise you that he's whipping up a building. He's got a place. It's a mansion. There are streets of gold and gates of pearl. Hold on, church. Don't be dismayed. I know there's a cloud hanging over our world. It says I'm going to kill everything and act like a devil. I I know there's riding in the streets, but if you'll hold on, I said if you'll hold on, if you can just get to heaven, don't be troubled. He's got a mansion built for you. Clap your hands if you believe it. And guess what else? I'm done. I don't have anything else to say. That's what I have to say with it. I don't know what else I'm supposed to say. You don't need to be troubled. God is real. And heaven is close. Stand if you will. Don't let your heart be troubled.